Hi, and welcome to a podcast from Hope Springs Church Coventry. For more, please find us on Facebook at Hope Springs Church or on Twitter, we're at Hope Springs Cobb. Thank you and enjoy. Um, I want to take you back a long, long time ago um, to the 25th of December 2019. Um, And I want you to cast your mind back to that distant memory and that um, Christmas morning um, with the presents under the tree or in the stockings, wherever they may be. Um, And the, obviously for the adults in the room, the eager anticipation of opening those presents because you don't know what they're going to be. And you've got no idea what's what's there but um i then want you to kind of have that memory of 2019 i want you to send it back i don't know uh, for some of us longer than others but let's say 15 years to when you were a kid and that kind of eager anticipation again of christmas presents and um i know for me and my family it's very different for susie and her family and sometimes we kind of disagree on how we, how we do this but in my family um we always kind of talk about before christmas the kind of thing we'd like for christmas and it's, it's as much as it's very rarely a surprise so i'll have an idea of what what's going to come up for susie's the impression i get is that didn't really happen much at all. So when I talk about what should we get for my brother and my sister, should I see what they'd like? She's like, oh, no, no, we'll just get them something. Um, so it's very different in the way we manage that. But either way, there's anticipation, there's excitement building towards presents. And um, the interesting thing is this, that whether you know what you're getting, whether you don't know what you're getting, um, the idea that, that there's a present with your name on it, under that tree, in that stocking, means you're expecting, anticipating something. Um, now, I very much doubt anyone in this room has opened that, present and found um i don't know a rotten cake in that box or something like that or, or just something disgusting that they didn't really want you maybe have something you don't like but it's not like like to be something that does a negative thing and we expect and we have this idea of expectation of, of good coming from those gifts um often um that idea of good is built on the fact that who's giving the gift so i know susie will give me good gifts okay it's very rare that she'll give a dud. Um, happens every now and again, but, but it's very rare um, that that happens. I know, um, hopefully she'll know, although I've, I've messed up a few years in the past, I'll give her good gifts, and she's expecting good gifts um, on Christmas Day anyway. But the interesting thing, we, we, we kind of have an expectation that, that that's going to be a good gift, because A, we expect it to be good because it's Christmas, and to expect it to be a nice thing. We don't expect someone to kind of pray some kind of horrendous prank on us and give us something disgusting under the tree. We expect it to be good. Secondly, we expect it to be good because of the person that's giving it to us. Um, there may be people in your family who don't give good gifts, um, and therefore you get a present under the tree from them. You, you're, the anticipation is not a good anticipation. It's like, what is this going to be this year? What is it that I'm going to be gifted this year? Um, but most of the time, we expect it to be something good, um, and there's an excitement with that, and there's an expectation with that, and especially when you've got an idea of what it might be that excitement that that expectation builds um and that's kind of what i want to talk about a little bit today i want to talk about the idea that um in the rspca's powerful message that that a um a dog is not just for christmas it's for life or a cat or whatever animal you want to put in there it's not just for christmas life but the good news is not just for christmas yeah. And that, that actually we have, and I'm going to come to it a little bit, but in Luke 2 it talks about when the angel comes to see the shepherds, he talks about that, he, that he's bringing glad tidings or good news to all men. And yet somewhere in our Western society, somewhere in our, even our church society, we have this idea that actually we, we get excited about good things happening at Christmas. You, you see it in the media, the, the idea that good news stories 
tend to be more focused around Christmas than they are at any other point in the year. Mm. The person who, I don't know, gave a gift to a homeless person suddenly gets put onto some kind of news article, whereas that would happen all the way through the year. But people are looking for it more at Christmas because of this sense of like gift giving. Even if the true meaning of Christmas is completely lost, there's still a sense of gift giving. There's still a sense of actually there's good stuff happening at Christmas. Everyone looks forward to Christmas. It's stressful. It's time consuming. It's busy. But everyone looks forward to that idea of actually Christmas is something that gifts and we have that expectation. But actually the good news is not just for Christmas. The the idea of the January blues, the the kind of month for us in teaching of 40 days to get through a month on one on, on. on a salary is challenging when you've had Christmas and my birthday and our anniversary and just life in general with boilers and all that kind of stuff. It's tough, okay? But January doesn't have to be the bad news month. Mm. That February doesn't have to be the bad news month. And it's not the idea that I have this great time and then we go into the next year or past the news resolutions, past the excitement of a new year, and then actually now it's bad news. But actually good news is not just for Christmas. Um, and the idea that that we have this hope, and hope is to have an earnest expectation of good. That, that we have that. That not a kind of passive, maybe it might happen one day, but an earnest, a kind of determined, resolute idea of actually there's going to be good happen. Mm. In the same way with those gifts, we expect that good, don't we? Because we've seen it. So I'm 36 now, I've seen 36 Christmases. I expect under the tree, on Christmas Day, something good to happen. Because I've seen it, okay? If I'd grown up in a situation where, where my parents were just incredibly mean and just gave me crazy presents under the tree of some kind of like snake in a box or something like that, that might not build an expectation of good for me on Christmas Day. But because it's not, and because I've seen it year on year on year, I have an expectation actually that's good because I see goodness and that builds into our hope. My hope on Christmas Day is a very minute moment in the year, but our hope generally of good coming is because we see it. Because we see it in different places. But it's also because, in the same way with Christmas, that I see a gift from Susie, or I see a gift from my parents, or I see a gift from people that I know love and care for me, I expect that to be good because of the gift giver. Mm. And in the same way that, that hope, that earnest expectation of good is based on that I've seen it, it's also based on the who it's from, or where I know it's coming from. And in this case, it's from God, because I see goodness in the in and around me but also I see a good God who wants to lavish good things on people all people um, now the challenge is that if we haven't seen good things happen or if we haven't got a fresh revelation that continues to come into us on the fact that God is good what happens to our expectations is it starts to drift our hope starts to go from an earnest expectation, a resolute idea that actually good is going to happen. When I go into work tomorrow morning, good is going to happen. That doesn't feel a strong expectation of me because there's other stuff around it that's that starting to affect that. My past Mondays back at work aren't the most exciting day of my year, unfortunately. Okay? I love them to be, but they're not. Okay? Um, the, perhaps the, the news or the things that happen around us can start to affect our expectation of good because instead of seeing good instead of knowing he is good and wants to give good gifts i start to see other things that tell me actually i don't expect the same good and it starts to erode that away for example i was talking to a few people the other day that uh, the apple news thing on my phone and i like to use that app because it helps me keep aware of what's going on but in that app the amount of news stories that are not just information for whatever expression like donald trump 
killing people, okay, um, is news, is information, okay. But the idea of stories where you get people um, saying suddenly such and such died of undiagnosed cancer, or suddenly such and such died of disease that was never known by anyone ever before, okay. And that news is on there. All that news does is not just information. All that news does is says that one day this could be you, okay. And it creates an expectation of not good, but an expectation of bad happening, a dread happening. And that that news or just life in general, the idea that actually situations and circumstances around us happen that are just rubbish, are just bad. And those things and lots of stuff in between starts to filter into us and cause our expectation to go like this and come down. And we go from expecting good and having an earnest expectation of good to having one of just, okay, there'll be some nice things. Every now and again, there'll be some nice things. Or maybe there'll be the occasional good thing that happens in my day, or good thing that happens in my year, or good moment, and I'll, I'll look forward to the weekend. I'll look forward to the next half time. I'll look forward to the holiday that I go on. I'll look forward to these things, because that, that's the good point. Everything in between that, I'm not, I'm not expecting a lot in, in that thing. I'll get through. I'll get through that, 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 that kind of day. And this is for all of us. We know that feeling, don't we, of that idea, actually, I'll just get through. I'll get through my Monday. I'll get through my week. I'll go from Sunday to Friday and I can't wait for Friday. Okay, and, we, and it's not, it's a normal, it's a human thing, but actually what's happening to us is we're starting to expect, not the earnest expression of good happening, but actually we're starting to lower expectation because most of our weeks, what we've seen hasn't been filled with this goodness or most of the things we, we experience haven't been filled with that. And therefore what can start to shift is that actually there'll be mainly bad, but in, in amongst that bad, there'll be some good. Or they'll be mainly negative, but in amongst that, they'll be mainly difficult situations and, and hard stuff. But there might be the occasional spring of goodness that pops up here and there and everywhere. And it just starts to pull our expectation right down because of what we see, because of what we hear, because of what we experience. And my challenge for myself and my challenge for us as a community is that we do something to get back on track. And I use that term intentionally, but the idea of getting back on track to starting to build a hope that that earnest expectation of good, not just occasionally, not just every now and again, but that earnest expectation of good all the time. Because God is good all the time. Now that can sound naive, because I can go, right, earnest expectation of good as I go into work on Monday morning. And it, it's because it's so stark to perhaps what I expect. And isn't that the challenge? That actually what I expect is Monday to be difficult. I've got to get up early. I've got to go into work. All the kids have been mad because they've had no r- routine or boundaries for two weeks. Okay, I'm expecting negative but actually in amongst all that can I expect good to happen and I can can I start to build my expectation based on not just some wishful thinking but based on the fact that I see a good God who wants to give good things and based on the fact that actually I start to remind myself of good things that have happened and look for those good things that have happened and so I'm using that 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 phrase intentionally because I, I think it's about getting back on track so before we go to link that right in we just want to go to Luke 2 because good news is not just for Christmas. In Luke 2, and we're going to go to verse 8. I'm sure there's some kind of law against doing this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, Luke 2, verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds li- uh, living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news, or good tidings of great joy, which is for all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. 
and this will be the sign to you, you you'll find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger verse 13 and suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace good will or good news toward men the, the idea that this message we celebrate at Christmas but this is Jesus wasn't born and then took a kind of weird disappearing act until he was 30 good news came at Christmas and good news lived it stayed beyond Christmas it stayed beyond that point he, he grew up the day we are today we're talking he's 12 days old from the point of being there he, the, he lived and he grew and the idea of the same thing is that good news is there to grow he, he came that same Jesus that came is still present today He's still here by the Holy Spirit of God and therefore here to bring good news to all men. That, he, that, that they don't kind of put a caveat or, or a condition on this. That, that it's good news, glad tidings, great joy for all men. That it's for everybody. Now we don't see that day to day at the minute. But that's the God that we serve. That's the God who wants to go, this is the truth. This is the reality of what's possible, what, of what, what can be the case. So I want to talk about the, this idea of the good news not being for just for Christmas. And it's getting, for a better question, getting back on track. Because you have a train track. And when I, as I was preparing this, I really felt there's kind of two things. That one track is the idea that, that we shift into a, a mindset and an attitude of thankfulness. Um, and then the second track is the idea that we shift into a mindset of changing bad situations into good situations. And that both... Not that you want any train track to do this. Both weave in amongst each other. They, they kind of connect. That's where thankful it builds our faith for changing bad situations into good situations. But as those situations change, it gives us something to be thankful for. But the, the, the idea is that there's these two tracks that take us forward. These two train tracks that kind of enabled us to move from where we are to where we will be at the end of 2020. And beyond into that. So the one is that we have this one track that of looking back and being thankful and looking for the good that, that, that is all around us. And the second one, looking for the situations that are currently bad. And believing in a God that can change those situations from bad to good. Not in a wishful, whimsical kind of, oh, it would be great if that changed. But actually in an intentional expectation, earnest expectation of, of good. That God changes those situations. So first, I'm going to be really quick today. I'm going to just do two, two uh, passages of scripture. just want to go to 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18. Because I want this to be really, really easy for us to catch and easy for us to apply and easy for us to take from today and do. Not to think about, not to go, oh, that, that was interesting today, wasn't it? But actually just to take from today and do this. Um, and ask God for God's graciousness because it's not going to be easy all the time. But for us to do this. In 1 Thessalonians verse 5. Sorry, chapter 5, thank you. Um, verse 18 very simple it says this in everything give thanks for this is the will of god in christ for you so it's paul exhorting encouraging the the church in thessalonica in everything not for everything and that's important to notice he's not saying give this weird kind of christian mark that used to be there thank god for everything that comes our way that's not what he's saying here he's saying in everything in the good situations in the bad situations in the boring situations in between in all of those situations give thanks find something to be thankful for search for something to be thankful don't 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 thank god for the sickness that comes on you or somebody else because that's not god but in that situation be thankful for the healer that 
that is present or, or be thankful for the people around you that are praying or be thankful for whatever it may be because in every situation give thanks and now i love the the the, the kind of strength of this that he says this, this is the will of god for you it's not a kind of optional thing i think sometimes we we can recently be like, okay, that'd be a nice idea. Maybe I'll make that my New Year's resolution. Maybe I'll kind of decide to be thankful for stuff. But actually saying, this is, this is the will of God for you. Why? Because when we start to do that, it starts to open us up to the good that is around us and causes our expectation to shift. Our expectation to do that. And therefore, he's saying that, that he is um, in all things, in all those situations, no matter how difficult it might be, that we take a moment and we breathe and we go, God, I'm just so thankful that I'm alive. I'm thankful for the people around me. I'm thankful for, I'm going to search for stuff to be thankful for. I'm going to find stuff to be thankful for. Even in this messy, horrendous situation, I'm going to decide today to be thankful for these things. And that's tough. That's not easy. Because there'll be days and weeks and months where we don't want to do that. But I believe that it's, that it's one of those habits that as we start to do, it starts to shift stuff. It almost starts to become an exercise we, we make ourselves do that kind of becomes easier the more we exercise it. And more instinctive the more we exercise it. So that's the first trap, the idea of the looking for, intentionally looking for the good. Being thankful for those things, searching those things out, even if it is the most small, insignificant thing, going, God, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for for this today. I just really appreciate that. I'm so grateful for that. But just as intentionally having that as one of the tracks that we run on this year. Second one is go to Acts 10, verse 38. Okay, so remember first track, being thankful, searching, finding out those things that are good. Second one, I'm going to keep it really simple in this way, changing bad to good. The first one is finding things to be thankful for, finding the good to celebrate, to go, thank you God for that, or thank you for that in that person's life, or thank you for that thing I heard about today, or thank you for that good deed I saw someone do, or whatever it may be. The second one is finding bad situations, is, is collecting circumstances in people's lives that we know is collecting those things and changing those circumstances from bad to good because whilst we can be thankful for everything that we find that is good there is bad it's no point going there's no bad and having this kind of weird christianity that goes we only see the good there's nothing bad in the world today it's all good it's all good it's all good thank god thank you god like that annoying christian that when you say how how are you they're always good no matter what circumstances going on, they're always going, I'm good, thank you. Praise God, I'm good. And they're not at all, okay? And I appreciate the, the, the sincerity in their heart, probably listening to someone like me, tell them once upon a time, be thankful for God in all situations, okay? Um, and that is important. But at the same time, there is bad. And it's therefore, we, we can either deny the bad, we can accept the bad, or we can change the bad. And for me, I, I believe... There's enough precedent and enough examples in the life of Jesus, who is our image of God, to demonstrate the fact that Jesus changed bad to good. And that, again, looks impossible. But that's the whole point. It looks impossible, but that doesn't mean it's impossible. And therefore, in Acts 10, verse 38, it says how God, talking about um, Jesus again, obviously, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. For... 
God was with him. And just a few things about this that went about, that phrase always in my mind conjures up this idea of that it's day to day, it's the everyday, that he went about. It wasn't that, that he was kind of like going, well, I'm going to go to that place over there because that's the place where God is. But he just went about. Just in his day to day, in his movement from place to place, in our routine, in our work life, in our home life, in our neighbourhoods, in our church community, whatever, we just went about doing good. And the idea that that, that doing good it, it is something that changes the bad situations, changes the kind of negative situations into good situations. Because it says then, um, it says that he was healing all, not some not the occasional ones, not the ones that God willed, not the ones that, 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 that were lucky enough to be chosen, not the ones that won the voice, not the ones that kind of, kind of won the lottery, whatever it may be, but healing all. And the powerful thing for me in that, that it says healing all who oppressed the devil. But the definition of healing in there is not healing all who are sick, or healing all who were mentally ill, or healing all who were relationally broken. Is that he healed all who oppressed the devil. Now the oppression could be any of those things and all of those things. The, the, that, that, that as we're going about, it's about looking for physical healing. But it's also looking for financial healing. Or it's looking for social healing. Or mental health healing. Or emotional healing. Or relational healing. Or whatever other thing you could possibly put in there. Because all of those are... Are examples of oppression of a, of a system of a kingdom of a devil who wants to kill, steal, and to, to destroy. And Jesus went about doing good and healing all who oppressed the devil, in whatever way that is. And and that he shifted those situations from bad, in whatever it may have been. When there's countless ones we go through the gospels, countless examples of him doing this, but shifting those things from bad to good. Whether it's a physical healing, whether it's a social inclusion, whether it's a, an emotional breakthrough, whether it's a, whatever it may be, he shifted all of those things from bad to good. And it says because God was with him and God is with us. And then therefore the same practice that Jesus had is a practice that he wants us to have. In the same way that, it, that it's his will and his desire for us to be thankful and search out the good. It's also his desire for us to want in a better expression to collect the bad situations or, or to find those situations that are just hard and are difficult. Go like, That situation needs to change. And we're going to see good come about in that bad place. And see that, see that bad situation change to good. And that is difficult. These are not things that are easy. I'm not standing here this morning going, here's a really exciting message for you. First, Jan- Sunday back in January. These, these are challenging things. But I believe that as we have those two tracks, what it does is it helps us move forward because it causes our expectation to change. And both feed into each other. That as we find examples and stories and things to be thankful for, suddenly it changes our expectation. And as we find a negative situation, that negative situation doesn't overwhelm us anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, come on, goodness me, how are we possibly going to overcome that? But that negative situation becomes something that we can bring change to. That becomes something because God is with us that we bring transformation into. That by the Holy Spirit, he brings power to change those situations. So, I have homework for you. Um, Your homework is this. I want us to communion. This is not just for the week. This is just generally. And we're going to to look at how how we facilitate these two things. But, um, I want us to communion to search for good news. To be intentional in looking for good news. Not just accidentally come across it. That's fine. But actually go out of our way to go, I'm going to find some good stuff. Okay, because we may come across the occasional accidental good news story. We probably will. Okay, but actually we need to be more intentional with that and go and search for these things. So it could be. It could be testimonies of healing, of, of, of mental health 
breakthrough of, of whatever it may be. God moving in a situation and bringing a good outcome in that. It could be testimonies from most of the community. It could be ones we hear about locally, nationally, internationally. It doesn't make a jot of difference, okay? But just finding testimonies. It could be just good things happening. It could just be like nice, good stories of people just being decent human beings. And that's absolutely great as well. Because every good and perfect gift comes from God. Anytime someone demonstrates that goodness, it's God involved in that in some way. Because he put that instinct in people's hearts. It could be um, things from the Bible. As shocking as that may be. Okay? It could be stories and accounts from the scriptures of of Jesus or or, or of of people in the New Testament, the Old Testament, doing good. Because... For me, maybe it's just me and the way I think. So sometimes I read them and I'm excited by them, but I almost put them, that's a Bible story. Mm. I need a testimony from here and now to stand on. But why? Because that's just history. Mm. It's just a, a book that, that's documented the history of God involving in people's lives. Therefore, that is the place to find these things. So it could be those. It could be, um, as I said, stuff that we have heard about in kind of situations all around the world. It does not have to be local to us. It can be anywhere. But just finding those things. It could be historical events. So just good stuff that happened in the past. Again, it could be healings. could be supernatural stuff. It could be just social action stuff. It could be all kinds of things. But just good stories. And just to be intentional about collecting them, researching them, finding those out, and just having a and just storing them somewhere. So maybe storing the, the, the web link you got it from, or maybe storing the kind of person's name that you got the story from, or whatever it may be, but just storing it somehow so that in a, in a few weeks' time we're going to look at putting all those together and then start to do something with that. Because for me, um, I, swear, I think I said to, Lizzie, to Lydia and Pete on, on Friday, I think I've talked to Sai about it as well, the idea for me is I want to use our social media and Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever else we could possibly, I don't know, all the social media stuff, whatever else we could do, but use it to, to share good news. And therefore to kind of use it as a platform where we actually make it apparent that there's good stuff happening. Because the news streams, the, the kind of Twitter streams, the kind of Facebook streams, so much of it is either politicised, in the terms of very tense and kind of people just disagreeing all the time, or it's sharing tra- tragic situations and circumstances, or it's just boring someone showing a picture of their dinner I'm sorry for anyone that does that okay um, oh, that's okay, um, okay um, but the point is I really want to start to use it for good news and to go here, here, here's a great example of something good that's happening here's an example of a breakthrough in a situation here's an example of just people being nice and people doing something good in society and start to use that and kind of share that and to kind of jump on the back of some of these hashtags or trends that go, go through social media to kind of use them as a platform then then to launch good news, to launch examples of what's happening in the past, in the present, um, about the, those kind of things. And the second thing I want us to do is, so that's track one, because that is about being thankful for these things. It's about finding examples and stories and being thankful for that. The second thing I want us to do, and we kind of do this instinctively anyway, but I, I will, want us to kind of almost, in a weird kind of way, be on the lookout for it too, is I want us to look for collect the bad situations too. Because I want us to find situations where people we know or circumstances we hear about that we, that we can pray for those things and use our Sunday mornings, use our life groups, use those kind of settings to, to pray and to declare and bring change to those situations. We, we kind of do that anyway, just by the nature of who we are as a community. We kind of do collect stuff and stand on it and go after it and declare stuff and bring change to those situations. But I want that to be there too because 
The first track is thankfulness, but the second track is changing bad situations into good. And therefore we need some bad situations, that sounds terrible, to change into good. Um, but that's the point, we don't become scared of these then, because they become an opportunity for this to shift from this side to this side of the track and actually bring more and more testimony and more and more good stories to bring in that way. So, um, I want us to spend, this is an ongoing thing, these things, it's not just in the next three weeks, but on the 29th of January, which is the th- last Wednesday of this, this month, I want anyone who wants to be involved in kind of um, facilitating that, I suppose, more than anything else, facilitating it on Facebook, on social media, on Instagram, on Twitter, all, all that kind of stuff how, and to talk about how we can facilitate it on a Sunday morning do we need to do anything different do we keep it exactly the same to kind of allow this to happen do we have without sounding too cheesy a slot for people to share the stories they, they found that week or the things they found that week a time to be able to share things that need praying into I don't, I, I don't know I'm not saying I haven't got answers for these things yet but just to use that 29th of January that Wednesday as an initial kind of meeting to then go okay how, how do we make this happen not just happen for a lovely three weeks but happen as a consistent ongoing thing and kind of build a real kind of momentum behind it so by the 29th what I'd like is lots and lots and lots of good news stories but also situations we can pray into so that we can kind of use that as a in whatever way we want to to launch it and then we can build momentum on the back of that does that make sense uh, because I really really think that it's a cheesy expression but but the good good news is not just for Christmas but if we don't do something intentional it is because we end up just wishing away I, I found myself doing it like it, it, I, my, my Christmas is always nice because it's anniversary Christmas New Year's birthday it's a lovely period of time and then you go back to work and going back to work is always difficult um, but going back to work when it's after that lovely period of time is it, even harder and therefore you can start to wish away that week or wish away that next six weeks or wish away that period of time and I think we need to be intentional to get ourselves back on track to start to actually in this week I can expect good miraculous things to happen but at the minute, my expectation is probably like here, especially when I wake up at half past five on Monday morning, it's going to probably be even a little bit lower, okay? But actually, we can start to, as we put these things in place, start to build our expectation up, 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 and start to then start going into a week, into a day, into a situation, going, actually, this situation can turn around. This situation can change. Look at this amazing story of what happened over here. And we don't become those weird Christians that don't acknowledge the bad, but we want to celebrate the good and change the bad. Because that's what Jesus did. Jesus went about doing good and healing all who oppressed the devil. He did that, and we are called to do exactly the same as he did. So Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would help us in this stuff. You would help us to find good news stories to kind of be intentional in finding those things and collecting those things and just keeping those things together before we start to share them you'd also help us to not be overwhelmed by the bad but to remember that good has happened before that we serve a good god and therefore that our hopes would be lifted to see things from your perspective and thirdly holy spirit i just ask that you give us the wisdom in how to administrate this thing that i believe you put on our heart and you, you gave us the wisdom on how to use the tools that exist in the world today, the social media things, the kind of um, technologies and resources that we have available to us, how, how to make the most of those things so that we can share good news. Because you came to bring good news to all people. We want to be a part of bringing that good news to all people. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.